you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. Hi, my friends. Welcome to training number four in our Setting Limits Without Spanking, Timeouts, or Sticker Charts. We are releasing this special series this week in anticipation of our live program all about setting limits to set you up for an amazing summer of 2022. Summer of 2022, it's going to be your best summer yet. You only have one. You only have one summer of 2022. And yeah, I really hope that you guys join us live because let me tell you something. It's not easy to set those limits. It's not. There are so many different things that go into having truly a peaceful family and a great summer. And if you are also an adult human who is managing other things besides your children who are not in school and home with you, or even just coordinating vacation plans and camp schedules and all the different things, learning how to set limits the right way, the mastermind way, there's an art to it. And I can't wait to teach you everything I know. So I hope that you're going to join me live next week. So listen to today's training and just know next week, I'm going to be coaching you guys live. We're going to be going more in depth on these topics and on what to do to set the limits. So go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash setting limits all one word, sign up. Hi guys, welcome to video four of our five-part series, Setting Limits with Strong-Willed Kids Without Spanking, Timeout, or Sticker Charts. So in video four, I'm going to talk about sticker charts and rewards, reward types of positive reinforcement and and ways to teach your kids how to behave better. All right. So this one might be a bit controversial because it's about the much popularized tool of sticker charts and positive reinforcement. And, you know, look, even a lot of schools use this type. I mean, I think a lot of people, I've heard a lot of therapists recommend sticker charts and reward systems. In fact, I pulled up an article by a therapist who works at Case Western University, and she wrote an article for Psychology Today. And she specializes in anxiety disorders in children, adolescents, and adults. And this is how she describes the sticker chart. And she's a proponent of sticker charts. 
She says the idea behind a sticker chart is that people will do difficult or even unpleasant things if they know that there's a reward coming afterward. Any person who has ever gotten up on a Monday morning, looked longingly at their comfy bed and still gone to work is an illustration of this principle. You go to work because you know that there's a reward, a paycheck, and that if you do not go to work, you will not receive the reward. She also says that sticker charts are not a magic bullet and it won't remove all tantrums and child misbehavior. It doesn't. Um, All kids are going to misbehave at times. And while positive reinforcement and giving treats to reward good behavior works, this is me talking now. While this method works well with dogs, okay, your kids are human and we're a much more evolved species than dogs. So I'm going to teach you why sticker charts, they only serve as a temporary band-aid and ultimately they make your life actually harder. And they can be even harmful when it comes to fostering self-motivation and long-term resilience and success for kids. Okay. This psychologist's argument about going to work and the reward and all that kind of stuff, because you don't want to get fired. I think it's really more about not wanting to get fired or not wanting to get in trouble. So humans, they are the, the adult human brain that is fully developed has many more executive thinking skills than the child's brain. Kids 12 and under do not improve their behavior through the punishment model, through negative reinforcement. And positive reinforcement, which is, you know, dangling the carrot and giving them the sticker actually can quickly turn into negative reinforcement because if they don't do the thing because they don't have, you know, they don't have the skills at that moment. Let's say they don't do the thing like they don't have the impulse control not to hit their brother because they haven't learned the skills to calm their bodies down when they're feeling really frustrated. Use their words. It hasn't been safe to talk about their big feelings. I'm so mad right now. What made you mad? You're so mad. You know, he took that thing from me. He took that thing from you. Tell me more, right? Nobody's taking the time to help the child process their big feelings. And so when the child lacks the skills to do it, and then they break the rule, and so therefore they don't earn the sticker, well, now they know they're not going to get the toy. Not getting the toy is actually negative reinforcement. And kids 12 and under, the way the human brain develops, they don't learn from that. All they can think about, because they live in this present moment, as I talked about in the timeout video, is this is not fair. I'm so mad at you. Why won't you just give me the thing? I want the thing. I want the thing. That critical thinking hasn't come online yet to really kind of attach, oh, well, I did this, so I didn't get that. Like It's like we're defining them by things that adults understand, but that the child's brain isn't advanced enough yet to understand. They will get there, but they're not there yet. So it's just an ineffective strategy. It's an ineffective strategy and even a harmful strategy in other ways. And I want to talk about that. Okay. So sticker charts link wanted or cooperative behavior with 
an external reward, okay? If you do this, then you get that. This actually kills the natural intrinsic motivation that humans are born with, okay? And and this is the thing. Little kids love to be helpful. Little kids, when taught, love to be part of the solution, love to get to feel like you're really growing up. Look at you helping your little sister get on her shoes. Look at you opening the door. Look at you setting the table, you know, helping us so that we can, you know, all sit down as a family. You're really growing up. And their chest puffs out and they feel a sense of accomplishment. There's really a primal desire to add value to the tribe. Like this is back in the oldest part of our brains, our lizard brains. Like, oh, I'm a valuable member of this tribe. I set the table. I help the younger sibling put on their shoes. I put all my toys away. And now I know where everything, where to find everything next time. And mom just said, this helps our family to run smoothly. Look at me. That builds so much self-confidence, right? So when we think that kids and humans are not going to do the right thing, because unless you dangle a carrot in front of them, what it actually does is it trains kids to not do the right thing unless there's a carrot dangled. So you kind of kill that primal intrinsic motivation to be helpful, to be a valuable team member. And so it's really counterproductive. Okay. So think about it. If your kid shares a toy with their sibling or cooperates at that time or helps to clean up the kitchen, if you constantly reward them with a sticker, oh, you did all your things, go put your sticker on the sticker chart. Seems like it's so innocent. And, and, you know, like what's, what's so wrong about that? But now it's used as currency. Okay, to earn that toy or earn that coveted item. And so you're conditioning them to do the right thing, to clean up the thing or share the toy or, you know, whatever. You're teaching them that they do the thing so that they get external validation constantly and external reward. And it trains kids with this entitlement, this well, what, what's in it for me? What do I get mentality? Okay, so the short term solution of a sticker chart is you get a cooperation for a minute. And what most of us know is, is the sticker chart is fun at first and exciting and new and it's fun to earn a sticker, but it loses that shininess pretty quickly. And before you know it, you're like, you're not earning any of your stickers. You're not doing anything. And they're like, okay, I don't care. Well, I already got, I don't need an, I don't need that little toy or they, you have to keep upping the ante has to become bigger toys and more things. And, you know, and then you're, you're threatening them. Well, if you don't do this, you're not going to get a sticker. And now it's not even a positive reinforcement. Now it's just become all about like bribes and threats. So it's funny to me when people talk about their teenagers who have this gimme, 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 what's in it for me mentality. And they're so entitled. Kids these days are so entitled. And what I know is, is that they've accident, they've accidentally been trained and conditioned to only do the right thing if 
they're seen by someone else or they receive some kind of external validation or reward. That sense of you do the right thing because it feels good to accomplish something. It feels good to do the right thing. Like the dopamine high that you get, think about it, you guys, like if you finish a project or clean up your house and, you know, it was a total mess and you get it all done and you're like, like, I didn't really feel like doing it, but I did it. Or I, I just finished this project and I feel like I feel proud of myself. Like when you have those moments where you feel pride in something that you did, and maybe you didn't even feel like doing, but you did it anyway. And then you get to experience that sense of accomplishment. How good does it feel? What about when you just do something nice for someone else and nobody else sees it, but that other person, you know, it's like a stranger on the street. Like maybe like my husband's very sweet whenever we see someone old kind of, you know, wobbling around or walking across the street or whatever, he always like goes up and like helps that person. And that person, you know, will look at him and, you know, I know it's so gratifying to him. It's, he doesn't need to be seen as the nice guy who's always helping the old person, but I can tell it's like, he knows he just did something really kind just because he's a good person that helped this older person not to, you know, to, to, to be able to feel supported. Right. And like someone cared about them. And that, that's a huge dopamine high that you get by just getting to show up and be a good person. So when we train these kids that then turn into these entitled teenagers, that they're constantly doing everything for the external reward, we rob them of that natural dopamine high. Okay. So What's the long-term result of sticker charts? It kills intrinsic motivation. It might build self-esteem, right? Like when you get all the trophies or you're the fastest person and everybody's, you know, you're getting all the awards, you might feel like, uh, you know, I'm at the top of my game. Look at me. Yeah. Did you see my trophy? Did you see my award? But self-esteem and self-confidence are not the same thing. Self-confidence is whether anyone else sees it or not. I know who I am. I'm solid. Like I know exactly who I am. So it might build self-esteem. They're always the kid that gets the sticker. They're always the kid in class that gets the green light, that earns the reward, that gets the special prize, that gets to go to the prize box. Oh, I'm such the good kid. But what happens when they're not the good kid or they have a teacher that just doesn't like them? And they don't get the reward. And then all of a sudden you have a kid that's really been relying so heavily on all that external validation and reward system. And now they feel like crap about themselves. So it may build self-esteem, but it does not build self-confidence. It leads to entitled behavior in the case of the greedy gimmies. It diminishes a child's desire to be self-motivated, like to just do it because it feels good to do it. feels good to do the right thing. Now they're like, well, why should I do it? Nobody's even going to notice, right? Like, so it kills their self-motivation. It robs a child of their natural dopamine wins, and it leads to dependence on external motivators and rewards. Sticker charts, although better than spanking and the positive reinforcement piece is also better, in my opinion, than timeout. 
it actually counteracts a child's natural desire to do the right thing for the internal or intrinsic reward they get for feeling proud of themselves and the natural dopamine high humans get from a sense of accomplishment. So that's my take on sticker charts. So in the fifth and last video of this series, we're going to dig into, if not spanking, if not timeout, wait, I can't even do sticker charts to help improve my kids' behavior. Well, then what? I'm going to dig into then what? Well, if you've enjoyed listening to the Setting Limits bonus series this week, you must join me live for our Setting Limits Coach Week. Next week, where I'm going to be going more in depth and coaching many of you through your specific scenarios. So you're going to be ready to set limits as a confident, loving leader that makes fun, beautiful memories during the summer of 2022 and beyond. 2022 and beyond. Go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash setting limits to sign up. I cannot wait to see you guys next week.